If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. So, Mind Pump listeners, uh, before we get started on our awesome show, mm. don't forget to go to mindpumpmedia.com. We have something special for you right now. Yeah, we do. We have the, what's it called, Doug? The R RGB RNF. Super Bundle. The Super Bundle. So let me explain for 10 seconds what the, maybe longer than 10 seconds, probably like a minute, what the Super Bundle is. Here's what you get. You get Maps Anabolic, which is red. You get Maps Performance, which is green. And you get Maps Aesthetic, which is black. This is nine months of programming. So that means we're going to take you from zero to a million dollar body nine months. <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. You literally, you, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. The programming is all there. You start with red. There's three phases in red. Then you go to green. There's four phases in green. And then you go to black, three phases in black. Uh, you need to focus on maximum strength, muscle, mobility, uh, and aesthetics. By the time you're done, uh, you're going to look pretty yeah. damn good. Nine months, so we're not bullshitting, right? We're not, we're not, uh, we're not telling yeah. you, you know, ten days to a better, you know, better body. Don't it's, they get a it's better, legit? Don't they get a better deal on the forum too, Doug? If they do that, do they get a discount strong, on the forum? sexy? They get lean. half off on the forum, and yeah. they get half. Off so the if they do that, they also get fifty percent off on the forum. You can interject any adjective there. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's there's two options, by the way. You could either buy the programs outright. Or you could do a monthly payment plan on them, but again, that's nine months. So like, yeah. so you basically don't have to worry about anything for nine months. You've got all your workout programming professionally laid out for you, exercise demos, videos, all that stuff. So, yeah. mindpumpmedia.com. Well, you know what's on there also are the the new sexy caps that you're wearing there. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. It feels great. You guys are trying to get turn me into a hat wearing person. I've never you know worn a hat. I think, I think look- we should create a poll because I really do feel like the ladies love it. The hat? Oh yeah. On me? Yeah, bro. Really? It's, it does. It's, it's, it's think, good. You think the ladies good like look. it on me? Yeah. Yes. It looks good on you. Yeah. It See, gives I, you, it gives you a little more balls. I want to know. <laughs> Now I know you're full of shit. Yeah, well, because that's impossible. <laughs> I want I want you to be honest now, okay? Because you guys know the rule. We we made this rule a long time ago. As soon as the mics mm. come on, there's no more lying. Yeah, it's like totally truth. You have to be a hundred percent honest. Yeah. Be honest now. Do I look better with the hat on or with the hat off? Better? Why do you? Uh, why you got to put us in a corner <laughs> like that? That's what I thought. That's Can you I say, thought. "Do I look good in it?" And I'll yeah. say, "Yes." Yeah, exactly. But better. But, yeah, this you, is a different story. It is hard because yeah. you look you look fabulous. Well, maybe it's because we're used your, to you without wearing. Yeah, it, right? we just need some time to adapt. Yeah, but see, I feel like Adam has a hat face. You, ha- Justin, hat has face. a hat face. Hashtag hat face. I don't have a hat face. I ha- Hashtag when I put a, When yeah. I put a hat on, I look like well, a, Do we need a, a more child. narrow one for you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, can you, Doug, is there a real way? pointy bill? Is there, is, yeah, can you, can you make <laughs> It's me? like a big beak that goes all the way down. <laughs> can you make me a beak hat? Let's invent a new hat, well, the beak hat. You know what? You can make like a newspaper one. You know, you just make those hats that goes like way <laughs> a, out. A sailor? Yeah, sailor it's hat. Like, oh, the ones that look like- Sal Sailor hat. Sal Sailor That's hat. That's the next uh, gear. Sal Sailor hat. Dot com. If you go there, check uh-huh. out some I think pictures of me and my you, uh, outfit. Get yeah. your Guido ass like a fedora. That's uh, what we're gonna do. No. There you go. You know what? Fedora, cool. Fedoras have been uh, they've been adopted by the nerds. So now, oh yeah, hipster, shit! Yeah. I just, I just fucking launched it right back at myself, didn't I? The hip- I guess I'm yeah. gonna wear a fedora. Of course you are. No, no like yeah. the, you mean the hipsters is what yeah, you meant. Yeah, like yeah. The hipsters are wearing it now. Different yeah. than nerds. Yeah, yeah, that is that is yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. So, um, at, did you guys read the article that uh, one of our forum members posted? I think it was Nate posted about how cursing <laughs> could be affecting our bottom line. I couldn't find it, so you're gonna have to enlighten me. <laughs> no, yeah. I read it. I read I it. I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, no, basically, negative or positive. Yeah, it says basically that some people will curse because it gives them like an edge or whatever, and it becomes a part of their brand. Mm. But ultimately, how it affects uh, the, your reach, your audience, uh, you're not gonna be able to reach as many people, and you're gonna turn a lot of people off because of the cursing. For example. On mind, on mind pump. If you, if this is your first episode, I promise you, we'll talk about some good information eventually. But we do give great information, but it's peppered mm. uh, gratuitous, gratuitously yes. with uh, f bombs and you know <laughs> dick jokes and stuff like that. 
And so I'm wondering if we should stop. Maybe we should stop saying Do bad words. you want me to slap you right now? Yeah, in absolutely the, not. Okay. Absolutely not. Shitty mouth. You know, you know what? Part of the... That's the most Justin's cussed in the entire episode the first uh, three minutes. I have you to know, get it out. I think, th- I think there's a... <laughs> shitty mouth. There is a way, there's a way to cuss and there's a way not to cuss. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, I think there's cussing etiquette. For sure. Like, so, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's part of conversation. Absolutely. Like, here's a perfect example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can't say um, fuck, 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 fuck. Andrew you know? Dice Clay does not understand this. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, if you've ever watched, like, Andrew Dice Clay's, like, stand-up, is just, it's all you do here is fuck well, shit, blowjob, this, that. Back then, he was just trying to shock and awe everybody. Well, exactly, right? That's why that, he did That's that, the only yeah. reason why he went, because his, his comedy is horrible. Yeah. It's horrible comedy, but he went somewhere. He did he did well for quite some time. And it was because he was the first guy to actually go, probably push that. I mean, Richard Pryor, of course, everybody knows that it started. Eddie Murphy, they, they have a, the raw side to them. But Andrew Dice Clay took it to a whole other level. He took, okay, these guys are raw. I'm going to say nothing that's not a curse word or you know pornographic. Everything he's saying horrible. is yeah, horrible. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you listen to someone like that, when you sort of listen, after a while, it, you, it just becomes... It gets old. Yeah, it falls on deaf ears because yeah. you can't... You're just saying thing. All you hear is fuck this, that. You can't... You, there's no... Yeah, there's a clever way to do it. Like, you don't want to overuse it. Uh, in my opinion, I think that. So, do we do it cleverly? I think when we first started, we I, we talked well, about. I think this we might have overused it. In yeah, the we over. And, yeah. And we agreed. We were nervous. Yeah, we agreed that there was a little probably nerves going on when we first started off, and for some reason, swear words help you calm down. You know what? You know what? Yeah, I, I, that's, <laughs> not sure. Yeah, not sure if there's brings any, me back to my safe place. Yeah, it's sure interesting. Any studies that prove uh, that. It's but, interesting because like, oh. if, if you listen to early mind pump and you go through chronologically, it's ob- you can clearly hear our evolution. Uh, of how you know the show, uh, you know evolved, and you can hear a lot about what's happening in our personal lives. So a lot of that is reflected. But in the beginning, it was all chemistry, no skill, like the, because it was new. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, hmm. and so we got excited and we said a lot of bad words. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of bad words and a lot of episodes that were questionable. Right. <laughs> but it fits our brand too, yeah, though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it, we're not about like conforming to some kind of like cookie cutter, you know, formula. So I think that people write articles like that. Uh, they completely stay in the box and they're the ones that go through, you know, the academic realms and try to get like legitimate jobs yeah. and, you know, stay within this like very like narrow pathway of thinking. And uh, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Is what <laughs> a little I'm more, a little more anarchist. I just used it there purposely to drive a point home. Yeah. And you know what? The reality is when you're, especially a bunch of guys, when you're hanging out with a bunch of dudes and people get comfortable, that's how people talk. Like yeah. people throw words out left and right, not tons, but no. it's just the way we talk. Well, I just look at it too. Like, the, I mean, I don't swear in any other realm uh, other than when I'm hanging out with my buddies, and and we just it just comes out just because we're we're jokey or you know we're, we're just relaxed and uh, you know like there's places in in where I won't swear, you know, and I'm very conscious of that, like in front of my kids or like you know, you have, like you have slipped, places. Has anything slipped out in front of your in front kids? Of my kid? Not really. Yeah, Dude. it's pretty. It's pretty easy. Well, maybe once or twice. I remember I my son smashed was smashed my hand or something. Did you? I remember my <laughs> my son was three. I don't remember what he was doing. He was building. I think he was building something, and then it fell over. And he goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, we're and we're in the back, and I'm like, "What did you just say?" And I'm like, "Domenico, uh, what did what did you just what, what did you just say?" Yeah, he's like, "What are you talking?" About? I said, "When the blocks fell, what did you say?" He says, "Shit." I said, do you know what that means? He says, no. I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm, I don't want to make yeah. a big deal because then you're going to be saying it all the time. <laughs> right. Let's just hope. Let's just hope you forget. You're like, son, that doesn't fit there. Yeah. 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 Or how about when your kids, yeah. I don't know about you, Justin, but when my, when my, when my boy was younger, he, he couldn't say fire truck. He said fire fuck. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I remember I, I actually heard a bit this guy was talking about. I, I think it was, it was the guy from police Academy, the one with the real crazy voice. He was talking about, <laughs> about even he was on a plane and like there was some kind of like uh accident or something uh, like and they were held up and there's all these fire trucks and he was on the plane with all these uh guys going to special olympics and uh and so <laughs> he was trying not to be all like offensive and inappropriate about it but he was like you know one of the kids on there was just like fire fuck fire <laughs> fuck and they just kept saying that and like he was dying you know well, well, i was dying yeah no my son would say that so my brother yeah. would come over of course his uncle and he would always get him to say fire truck. He'd be yeah. like, hey, what is this a picture of? And he'd be like, fire fuck. He'd say, can you say that again real loud? And we'd yeah, all look at my, like, my brother. Thanks, like, Uncle. Yeah, you know, speaking of special needs, did you see the all the drama that's going on right now with uh, 50 Cent? 
50 Cent? Yeah, you guys didn't see that? No, no, but I saw Rich Piana slapping some kid. Yeah, I'll tell you guys all about that story, too. The, the uh, 50 Cent uh, did like a, what's it called? Uh, not a Periscope or whatever, but he was he had a Snapchat of, okay. of him uh, teasing and fucking with this autistic kid. What? No. Yes, a dude. He, he, worked at the, he worked at the airport, and he was fucking with him, and he did it live and broadcasted on him, and boy, is wow, he getting he right, he yeah, right he, Well, he deserves it. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. It was bad. You guys see it. It's really bad. So uh, <clears throat> that just came out, and then you, like uh, Justin said, the Rich Piana thing was... In, in that, I'm not sure how much of that is... Um, uh, a ploy to get attention. Right. So, well, do you know who that guy is that yes. he did that to? I, I like way looked researched him all up. Oh, you did. Yeah. So I, I, he yeah, I didn't he. Know much about it. I remember him because I used to go on the bodybuilding.com forums a lot. Um, because a lot of times, believe it or not, on those forums, people would sometimes post like these links to like studies and stuff. And so I'd, and then there's also funny pictures and whatever. Mm. This guy was like a. He was like a thing on those forums. Like people would talk about him. And he was this kid hmm. who liked to lift weights. He, you know, he was definitely, you know, special needs, but he would post pictures of himself flexing. And so people would make fun of him at first, but then he became kind of liked. And he had, you know, a lot of people on there would kind of back him up, right? Because mm-hmm. this kid was kind of resilient. So apparently, I think this kid uh, told his social, because he built, he developed a social media following. He's a huge this. following. Yeah, huge he following. He's like 30,000 people that follow him on YouTube and his Instagram's like 12,000, yeah, 15,000, 15, something like that. So, so. I, apparently he hmm. called in what's called an Order 66 on Rich Piano. And I didn't know what that meant. Apparently, Order 66 yeah, is from Star Wars. Yes. And so explain that. Justin. Yeah. So basically, that's where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh great. I'm excited yeah, it's now. When, yeah. It's when like the, um, Basically, like Emperor Palpatine, he wasn't the emperor at the time, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> look at this guy get all yeah. serious about it. Let's let's yeah. hear the history lesson. <laughs> I feel immediately embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. Yeah, no, because like he had basically like these. <laughs> Come on, I want to hear it. Damn it, I'm gonna get this out. Um, yeah, so. It, you know, the stormtroopers at the time weren't the stormtroopers. They were the, the clone troopers that he was using, you know, uh, manipulating. They were working with the Jedis. And then he he put out an Order 66. And then they that's when they killed all the Jedis. So that was like the big order. So it was like a tat. It was like, the yeah, like this is now, you know, we're going to unleash, uh, you know, our, our forces out there. Got it. So yeah. he called an Order 66. Anyway. On Rich Piana on his social media. <laughs> so all these people were going on there and just trolling the fuck out of him. You know what I mean? They'd make yeah. comments or whatever. Apparently, he got some death threats. I don't know about any of that. So fast forward, uh, this guy, and I can't—I don't know his name. I, I, I can't remember the kid's name, but he... He goes by Lord Vader is his, is his Instagram. That's his thing? Yeah, okay. if you look up Lord Lord Vader. <laughs> that's what he is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, make sure that's, that's correct because uh, we might as well give this kid credit. Yeah, he sounds like like what I would be if I if I didn't have self control. Yeah, so he so he went to some was it some self awareness was it some fitness convention or something that he went to? Yeah, he, he and he's at all he's all into that stuff, right? He goes to Lord all, Lord Vader twenty five. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, and his name is Jason Jason Genova. Is yeah, his name. yeah, you're right. So he went to I guess he went to some fitness convention where Rich was, and uh, Rich recognized him, and then Rich was like, "Hey, you know." You know, you need to stop talking shit to me. It's all, it's all on video. It's all on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, "Hey, I got to get you back though for you know causing all that social media hell. Why don't we do some slap boxing? Is that okay? Do some slap boxing? Yeah. And that, you can tell, idea. you can tell the kid is kind of like, oh, okay, I get you know, because he's like a big yeah. fan, right? Yeah. So he knocks him around. He like smacks him around. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he hits like, him pretty hard. And the, you can see the look on the kid's face. Well, he didn't like, even oh, let shit. him slap him back. Really, he was just like slapping the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. dude. And it's and, like, come on, dude. And Rich is a big. He's like way bigger than this kid. Well, you see too. He's like totally backpedaling now, right? Because it. Yeah, because he, he, he went a little. He, like he got into it a little bit. You could tell. Well, you could tell he was pissed. I yeah. mean, this yeah, guy yeah. has what? What in? So what he does? Okay, this whole Order sixty six thing. Which I went when I was digging into him, I found that you know he was part of the whole shreds thing. So he's been he called the really? Order sixty six on Devin Physique's mom, Devin Physique, oh. Joey Swall, all those guys. 
and he does. He's got a pretty large following, so he sent he and he gives people the information, so he lets them know. Oh, they're doing this. They're photoshopping. And then he tags people. It's like and, a troop of trolls. And like then he, going to yeah, and, and then he tells go, and then they all start going and then disliking everything and reporting their site, so they end up just getting, attacking. Yeah, just like just being a, a, super obnoxious. So huh. I'm sure. Yeah, and he did the same thing to Rich Piana. So I'm sure when he did it to Rich Piana, you know, was a, a lot of the people that are attached to him were saying shit, and it probably was hurting business. I mean, that, a lot of these guys oh, that it's personal, for yeah. Sure. Oh, for sure, especially these guys that have built their entire image and business around social media, and then you get somebody that has a little bit of power. I didn't realize. So then he's on film. He's on film smacking around someone who's like a third of his size who's also you know special needs or whatever right like he's like he's he's bear pawing him it's not like a smack it's like a you know yeah that's not good it it wasn't good did you know that all these guys too are all connected like the the cali aesthetics and all those other pages that call everybody potatoes and they their whole page (laughs) is built around you know basically trying to uh discredit everybody troll city yeah right so they're all attached Oh, I don't know. They're all part of each other and attached, and they all kind of have the same mission of going out and basically terrorizing these people that, you know, put bullshit out there. Which I, I'm like, I have both. I have feelings. Of it, 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 I'm like, you're torn. like, it's self regulating. Exactly. Kinda, right. I, yeah. Yeah. There's a part of it. It is. It's ugly. It's an ugly, you know, reality of the information age that this can happen. It's happened to big celebrities, like huge celebrities. But I mean, you see, when a celebrity does something, they have to apologize right away because of the social media shitstorm. Yeah, um, it gets ugly. I don't like it, but it is. Uh, this is a byproduct of uh, you know free information, and you have to learn how to deal with it. Either a, you're going to pay for shit that you say mm-hmm. because you deserve to, or b, sometimes you don't deserve to, and you got to be strong in your position to deal with this shit. You know, because you could be, you could have a political opinion. That isn't necessarily bad. It's just a lot of people disagree with, and you got to be prepared to stand your ground if you get shit on by you know. Well, especially if you're gonna put it out there, right? Right. That's why I'm careful about what I put out there. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're gonna see. Yeah, I want to see like right before you put send. Like I don't Uh, see any bead of sweat. uh, Well, you know what? I I don't. I guess I should say I take that back. Right? I I don't. uh, I don't put anything out there that I'm not. I'm. I. I, That you won't stand behind. Yeah, bring it. You know what I'm saying? Say some shit to me. I've already thought it way. Yeah, like I've done a couple posts lately about marriage stuff, and I've of course offended a bunch of people. Right? You know, people (laughs) are just get all if you're you know married and been happily married for 10, 15 years, and I'm putting out stuff out there that's kind of mocking marriage in a sense. I get, I get these people that, and it's just like, dude, fuck off. First of all, if you can't have a sense of humor, you're lame. Second of all, you know, don't come at me with that stuff like that. And then you get guys too. I, I don't know who, why people do this. I get people on my page that will do that. And then they'll come on and they'll be like, unfollow. They like tell me they're unfollowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, wait, wait, man. Wait, yeah, wait, what let me can t- I do? They want, it's because yeah. they want you to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to me. Yeah. I'm going to uh, slam the door on the right, way out. Yeah, right. Otherwise, I would never know you stop falling. <laughs> nobody knows who the fuck you are. Out well, parking lot. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is a conversation I've had with my children uh, actually many times. This is the thing about violence, about physical violence. You can be in the right. Someone can can say something to you. Someone could do something to you. Um, and you and they're wrong and you're right. But the minute you're the first person to resort to physical violence, you have now become wrong. It doesn't matter anymore. Someone can come up to you and say the most hateful, hurtful things to you or to someone else. And you can respond with a punch or a shove or whatever. And the second you do that, the loss shows that you're wrong. And uh, on a moral level, you have escalated to the next level because words are words. Yeah, you know, physical violence is on another level. So, you know, to, if someone's going to piss you off like that, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm, I I guarantee you, there's a there's a point that I will reach if some without someone having to hit me, where I'll probably hit them first. But that doesn't mean it's going to be right. It's just you should always try to avoid getting to that level, no matter what, because then you become the wrong. You know what I mean? You become the bad guy. Really? And that's know. what happened. Like if Rich didn't do that, he wouldn't be the bad guy. Oh, at no, all. No. Of course not. You right. know, but because he did that, it doesn't matter that this yeah. guy, you know, called Order 66 or whatever on but him. Lot, you know? And you know what, though, in, you know, I like Rich, so this is me half talking shit and saying I like, I like Rich. I think I love Oh, him. I respect yeah. the hell out of the yeah, guy. Yeah, he puts a lot of information out there. He keeps shit real. I don't think he's the brightest guy ever. Um, I definitely don't think that was a smart move, you know. You got a lot of attention from people. You, sh- I mean, to put yourself out there to, to to do that. I even the fact that he was special needs guy made it go crazy. But he would he, just to do that with anybody would be stupid. Like I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't exactly. do that with a yeah, normal person. Right. You know, yeah. 
saying? Like, if you got on me and you started just antagonizing me on social media and stuff like that, like, yeah. that just get, giving that person attention gives them the power. Here's the way you do that if you want to do that. I've seen a couple MMA guys do this where, because MMA fighters a lot of times will get trolled hard on social media by guys <laughs> that are like, I can kick your ass, I can just talk and shit. That is like, and yeah, I've seen a couple videos that people do that. I've seen a couple, it's because it's, it's easy to be brave behind your keyboard. Oh, of course. Right? I see, I've seen a couple videos where a pro MMA fighter will say, fine, mm-hmm. come to my gym, we'll have you sign some forms, put on some headgear, yep. and then we'll go at it. And yeah. lo and, and believe it or not, a couple people some have actually people done take this. take up on that. And I saw one uh, fight where they he did that, and he just got just, I mean, of course, he get his ass Yeah, get mopped, mopped the floor with the kid. Uh, but you could tell that the MMA pro, I forgot what it was, it had some restraint, too. He's not trying to kill the guy. He's just like, yeah. I'm just going to kick your ass Teach a him bit. a lesson, really. And um, and see, that's okay, because, you know, you did it in a ring, we put on gloves. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a ref, we signed some waivers. Here There's rules involved, you know, it's it's like yeah. in an athletic kind of a setting. I, I honestly do. I think that's the way, like, you know, sometimes it is. It does escalate to a point where you're like, man, you know, this this should be resolved, you know, with something. But like, if you can set something up like that, that would be the ultimate to where it's like, okay, you want to you wanna talk about, like, how brave you are and how physical, you know, you want to get. Like, let's do this. But, yeah. you know, w- let's make it, you know, under a certain standard. Like, it's kind of old school. You know, I think that's that art is sort of lost. Like, Bro, there's a code, you know, that, that, that men have. If you're going to come across the line of – you know, what, what it is in my values, like we're going to, there's going to be some kind of something that's going to happen. And you want to know something that the funny thing is, if you ever do that in the real world, uh, you're at a bar, someone's in your face talking shit, whatever you think it's going to escalate. Yeah. Uh, I've had more than once where I've said, uh, fine, we can settle this outside. Let's go outside and fight like men go out. And the, and the dude won't, they just won't. All of it, like all of a sudden, it's like, no, nah, I don't want to, because they either a they either a want to throw a punch at you real quick before you recognize what's going on, yeah. or b they were just they were just bullshitting the whole time. Yeah. But once you go outside and square up and like, okay, it's gonna happen now, and it's even. There's not gonna be any sucker punching. There's a, most people will back down. Yeah, yeah, they just exactly. don't oh, yeah. deal with that it, shit. Most people are just caught up in the emotion at the at the time. I've had there's been in situations like that where I've been out with my girl or been with somebody like that and. You know, so that something happens, and you if you say it really calm, like, "Hey, you know what? Right now, I'm with somebody. Right now, this is not the time for us to do this. But if you want to try and see how this works out for you, why don't we meet? I'll meet you here at this place, this location, and then we can figure this out if you want to." And nobody ever follows no. up. You know what I'm saying? It's no. never like it's not that serious, right? No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm angry yeah, right yeah. now. I want to make a scene. I want to sound cool and yeah. tough right now because maybe I'm in front of my buddies or my girlfriend. And I think that's that's the point, really, is that you you know if it's that heated and it's that like you need to obviously it does need. To go there but you know like <laughs> just to- i'm just saying like it normally diffuses because it is it's just like it's just it's just the heat of the moment kind of a thing or you have doug in your corner because he'll <laughs> he'll stab <laughs> them right the he'll, he'll hand you the shank and <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like yeah like american meme remember that movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so uh i wanted so there was another article someone had posted on the forum um, I guess it's about a recent study. I'm glad you're doing this because I was just going to tell you the other day that you, we we share on this this podcast that the forum is just flooded full of information that we could barely keep up. Dude, with. Dude, I learn. We, sh- we should definitely start talking about some really good the stuff that we come across and sharing that with. Oh, the rest we're of learning them. from them almost every day. I'm going to tell crazy. you, it's it's become one of my number one references for uh, learning new information. Because we have, you know, and obviously because we have a lot, first of all, we have a lot of trainers on there. So there's a lot of people who are very experienced yeah. um, uh, as personal trainers, experienced competitors, bikini physique, you know, that kind of stuff. Doctors, um, PTs, we've got nurses, some doctors, physical therapists, yeah. chiropractors. Got we've all, got dude. some brain hackers on there who are all into, you know, hacking cognition. And so they'll just post and discuss random articles. And, you know, I just, it's just a bunch of like minded people. So I, I'm learning from there more than anywhere else now. It's pretty cool. Mm. But, anyways, this research just came out. That analyzed um, how how the body grew muscle when you compared train training a muscle group a, a, a body part once a week, twice a week, or three days a week. So they looked through and they analyzed ten studies and did some of their own stuff, and they came up with some conclusions on what the, the best type of frequency for muscle growth. Now, what's interesting is we've talked about this probably a million times on Mind Pump. Our programs are based on. It, you know the, the principle of frequency, which is just sorely lacking in in modern bodybuilding and muscle building routines. And guess what? The science completely, completely, one hundred percent supports what we've been saying this entire time. They found in these studies 
that two or three days a week of a body part, training a body part is superior to training a body part once a week in terms of building muscle. But here's the key. The key in these studies isn't that you're necessarily doing more exercises or more sets total for the week. You're just splitting up your workout mm-hmm. on those two or three workouts, just like we've recommended in the right. past, right? Yeah, we've been trying to voice that like uh, for the longest time. Right. So instead of doing 12 sets for chest on Monday, you're doing four sets on Monday, four sets on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. four sets on Friday. And when you do that, you get far better uh, results. Uh, I think that's where, where people go wrong, too. They don't understand because uh, it sounds obvious, right? If you hit a muscle more frequently, that it's going to grow more. Right. It just yeah. sound, it's, I think it's pretty obvious to everybody. But where people, I think, get mistaken is they think, oh, I got it. The, the way I train chest right now, I need to train that on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it's not that. It's not that at all. In fact, and that's the hard part, I think, for people that have been caught up on a bro split for a very long time and they transition over to like, you know, MAPS anabolic is learning to get out of that mentality. Like you may only do, you know, three to five sets of something. It's okay. You know, yeah. you're not, it's not, and people think when they first do it, it's not enough. No. Yeah. Oh, I need more. It's not enough. I'm going to do more. You know, it's like, no, you don't actually. Just, yeah, let- just being around you guys, like it, it seems like, like this is this is taking over like people are, are are getting it but then i run into like a kid i was at the gym and um you know i hadn't seen him in a long time and he had great gains and i was like wow man you look great you know he's, he'd lost like 60 pounds and uh you know looked looked real muscular and uh he'd been doing like the splits and the split routine he'd been eating just like fish and asparagus and like no carbs and all this kind of stuff and like super extreme and uh the first thing he came up to me is just like oh my god I've, I've hit this like crazy plateau you know and so he's just like talking about this and like all his lifts he just hit that max capacity and i'm like look man you've li- you've literally hit the, the 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 tip of of the extreme with you know how you can you know deprive yourself of uh, uh calories and you know train at, at a high intensity um and you know there's there's a better way to do it and i'm like you know now you have to really like you you got there like you look great all this stuff but like dude how can you sustain this how can you how can you even improve from here well you know we have to start thinking about this differently and start talking to him about uh maps and and then also just like you know training more frequently with less intensity and uh, you know, more, more volume and frequency and, um, you know, thinking about how to nourish the body instead of, uh, uh deprive it, uh, from all these nutrients. I can't you know, wait to see how he does. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't you find it fascinating, you guys, that it's, it's only in bodybuilding that we have this problem. Like when you compare it to marathon running, to sports, to anything else, like frequency is king. Yeah. It, everybody else understands it you would never approach a thing and and i know we've said this before like if your fitness journey is like a marathon well we say that so much that i think people just kind of like oh yeah i get it yeah it's a long deal it's a long deal right but no think more even more detailed about a marathon runner the best of the best marathon marathon runners nobody comes out and runs as hard and as fast as they can for the first mile (laughs) that's so true none of them They, and they would never be the best at it if they did yeah. If they did, what would end up happening? They would they would bonk, they would have to walk and slow down and recover and then do it again. And at that pace, they're going to get their ass whooped by the person who learns how to consistently pace themselves mm-hmm. for 26 miles. Well, even if you compare, yeah, it, since we're looking at runners, right, of the runner's world, what type of runner would represent uh, a muscle builder more than all the others, right? Sprinters. Sprinter, yeah. Sprinters, uh, They and if you look at a sprinter, they look like they lift weights, even if they don't. Right. Big, powerful you know, muscular legs, fast twitch legs, fast because they're training in a way that stimulates fast twitch muscle growth, right? Just yeah. like when you lift weights, even sprinters, sprinters do not train hardcore sprints for oh, yeah. three hours uh, one day a week. No way, they'll tear something. They train, they, they sprint frequently. They tr- they practice sprinting on a regular basis. Some days are more intense than others, mm-hmm. but it's very frequent with with their training and that's how they're able to improve upon their speed and that's what's making their their leg muscles grow. What would happen if I took a sprinter and instead of saying that he did let's say let's say he does 40 minutes 5 days a week of of actual sprinting, you know, along with the rest of his workout. What if I combined all those 40 minute workouts and said, "Okay, you're going to do all that sprinting on Monday and then we're going to take the rest of the week off." <laughs> well, first of all, the only benefit he's going to get is from the first 40 minutes. Now he's fatigued. Oh man. He's not sprinting anymore. Now he's just he's hating life. He's just grogging through his running routine. And when it comes to building muscle, this is what happens. If I train 
too long with too much intensity in one workout, I stop working fast twitch muscle fibers. It just becomes an endurance. You know, I'm just building yeah, endurance. And then you damage the body, and then like you get into that same trap we've we've mentioned previously. You, you like, do, and and you and your body doesn't respond well. But yeah. why then do bodybuilders? Why then? Because this is a question that inevitably comes up every single time. People will come up to me and say. Sal, you tell me full body routines or working out the whole body three days a week or maps or whatever is superior to a body part split. Why then do 99% of bodybuilders and physique competitors train with a traditional body part split? This is the question I always get. And here's my answer. Number one, the science already demonstrates that increased frequency for most people is going to be more effective. Okay, So there's some theories as to why because we really don't know why. We don't know the, the specific science. But one of the theories is, and we've demonstrated this in, in, science, in studies as well, is that the muscle building signal, um, and they can measure this through protein synthesis, is elevated for around 48 hours. Okay, So when you lift weights, you send a mus- muscle building signal, and it peaks, and it's up there for about uh, 48 hours. After about... Which a lot, a lot of people know this, right? A lot of people understand that, right? That when you when you lift weights, this happens, but I don't think if people understand the bell curve part of it right. and, and where that comes in. So into. you get that muscle building signal. So think of a graph, right? Uh, I lift weights, boom, the signal starts to ramp up. It peaks at about 24 to 48 hours or so, and then it starts to go down. By 72 hours, that muscle building signal is almost gone. Now, that doesn't mean my muscles are recovered. I could still have damage and need, I'm still sore. I mean, all of us have worked out hard enough in one workout to be sore for more than two or three days. So I can continue to recover, but the muscle building signal is no longer there. So now mm. I'm just recovering, mm-hmm. right? And so what people do, the mistake they make is they beat themselves up super, super, super hard because they think it's all about recovery, but it's not. It's actually about that muscle building signal. But why do bodybuilders get away with it? Why do physique competitors get away with training one, one body part of the Because they're running an anabolic that keeps that signal 24-7. They have room for air. Bingo. They can get away with doing Bingo. that because of that. They are constantly anabolic. They are on high doses of hormones, which among all the things that testosterone and its uh, derivatives and its you know uh, the, the different type of steroids that are analogs of testosterone, all, among all the things that they do, one of the main things that they do is they signal muscle growth. That's it's yeah. a, it's a it's a very loud signal in the body. And if I'm constantly at this, you know, 5000%, you know, testosterone signal in my body because I'm taking artificial testosterone, you know, exogenously, um, then I'm going to have a low, a high muscle building signal. So I can just beat the crap out of my muscle Monday and I'm not too worried about that muscle building signal because it's going to I already have one that's there. From the testosterone injections, or I think yeah, I think a lot of this like that's the frustration I think for a lot of athletes that um, they get information from people they look up to that um, they they're like wow I want to look like that and I want to look like this guy and uh, I want to train like this athlete and and then when you you find out like that they have this this artificial uh, uh, hormone that they've been using to help aid in their recovery, it just, it taints it for me because for me, it's like, um, you know, if you're putting out information that's, that's educational and, and you're trying to uh, uh, talk to your average person, like this is, this is so frustrating because this, this puts us back into that place where we're like, okay, well, he, you know, he's doing this, but this is really like helping him get through that workout and recover. And, and, and that's why he's getting these types of gains. Like that's really what's happening. Uh, you know, and, and, and so it's really hard to combat that all the time. And I'm not, I'm not the first to like condemn people that are, you know, out there using anabolics and all these things. I just, it's hard for me. Um, it's hard for me to, to, then takes your average person and explain, you know, like the well, difference. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all pro anabolics. I'm for it. Right. The problem is the most of the people that run them and do them don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's the problem. That I mean, you got and yeah. Because let's be honest, Adam. You, you you work you work out and know a lot of these people. Yeah. Uh, they can get away with what they're doing. Yes. But if they increase the frequency of the training, would they get better? Oh games? my god, that's the thing. That's that, and it right. still goes back to the. It still works. It still goes back to the sprinter, the marathon runner, the, the uh, hockey player. The like we were saying when we first started, it, the same rule still applies. Sure, if you put all those guys on anabolics. Their body would respond still too, but you still they still would have still follow that protocol. A marathon runner still would not 
on anabolics or not on anabolics, would still not come out the gates and sprint the first mile. A hockey player or a football player is not going to Monday through Friday before game 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 days on Sunday. Monday through Friday is not going to be playing full speed contact, hitting each other as hard as you possibly can to get ready for their game. Like right. it just doesn't make anabolics or no anabolics. You yeah. still wouldn't. So the bodybuilders, it just baffles me that we haven't figured this out yet. Like. Why do we still think because we're, we run anabolics that this is the better way? It's not. What's interesting is right. back back in the day uh, when I was a kid and I would read um, like Flex Magazine and Muscle and Fitness, they would have a lot of articles by bodybuilders who had retired at that point. So these were bodybuilders from the 70s that would write in these magazines for the 90s, right? And they would always you know, write up what routine that they did. And then at the end of it, they always said, if you're a beginner or intermediate, you should work out the full body three days a week before you advance, they would say, to the body part split. I remember this all the time. I would always see it. Now, me... Which is ironic. I think it's backwards. Right. Well, me being a, a, you know, a kid, I'm looking at them like, I want to be advanced. So I'm going to... Here's, here's what they were actually saying. Here's the code that they were saying. Train like this. And then when I started taking steroids, I started training like this. That's what they were actually saying. The reality is, whether you're natural or not... You're going to do better with more frequency. Right. I think they just like we like we're saying they just get away with less frequency and with more intense. Yeah, they they can workouts. get away with it. Yeah, they, they get away with it. But if you increase that frequency of training, you're going to see far better results. I mean, right. honest to God, those two things like train each body part more frequently and train intensely, but don't train to failure. Just don't. Just do those two things right now to your routine. You don't even have to buy maps or anything. if you buy our programs, it's all planned out. It's got everything you need. You follow it. You're you're very likely to get excellent results. But if you don't, if you don't want to invest any money or whatever, and you're like, I want to do this on my own, just do those two things. Train more frequently. Don't go to failure. Watch what happens. Well, what do you, what do you think? I have my theory on what do you, what do you think is the main reason why it is why why they do that? I think it's because these guys. I think it's lazy. Yeah, I think it's lazy. And, right. and the reason why I feel that way because I think I was, yeah. when I really think about what made well, it wasn't like I was hell bent on a body part split, but I like the luxury of knowing that I was just going to go to the gym and today was arm day, or I was just going to go to the gym and today was just chest day, mm-hmm. and and but and then I could dread, I would dread deadlifting or squatting or overhead pressing, which were big movements, yeah. big motor movements, a lot and, harder, a lot yeah. harder, yeah. way harder. You know, I mean, well, would, there's a whole culture around it too. You know what I mean? Arm day, leg day. You yeah. know, like everybody sort of like makes it into a big thing, and yeah, uh, every, yeah that's just been like sort of what everybody that's a good associates point. it. That's with. a good point because when you do full body, if you do a full body three day a week routine, that means you're working your legs out three days a week. Yeah, and a lot of these dudes, a lot of these yeah, these gym rats, yeah, that man, they don't want to fucking work their legs out three days a week, especially yeah. if they got to squ- do some kind of a squat, Dude, a squat, a deadlift, or an overhead press. If that's in your if that's yeah. in your routine it, three times a week. You're working out, man. Well, it's a different mentality too, because it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, my quads get too big, you know, if I <laughs> get them too much, and you know, my waist is getting too blocky, and the I don't fucking bullshit. understand that mentality. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand it, so I, I'll never understand it. Here's a visual. Here's a visual that I like to think about when I think about um, training frequency and how to utilize that. Okay, imagine a balloon. That's filled with helium, but it's like two days later. So the balloon, you ever get, you ever see this after a party? It's like it, it's on the floor, but if you kind of hit it up in the air, it floats a little bit. And then the last slowly- time he gave a balloon analogy, we talked about nuts. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. about. That's all I can picture: nut sacks and nut sacks filled up with water, and it's just <laughs> just dangling. Next on, time on you get, nothing next like you got yeah. nothing. You gotta like get. You can't do that. You can't cross analogy. Nothing, yes. nothing like you okay. guys a derail a conversation. <laughs> it's just, well, it was only like three episodes ago. You, yeah, talk, you talked about well, a guy's nut sack looking. Like too a, soon. A too balloon. soon. Yeah, way well, too well, soon. Give me, give that me, analogy's still in my well, head. Hold on. Give yeah, me a second because yeah. this is a good visual. Trust me. You're going to no. love this. Uh, okay. So this balloon, it barely floats. So and when, this old man's not sad. No. Barely, you know what? He's also used balloon knot. So just listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> so you know. Listen to what I'm saying. And every t- and you can tap it underneath it and it f- floats up in the air. That's the anabolic signal. So if I hit it hard one okay, time, if I hit the balloon hard okay. one time, it'll go up real high. And that's my loud anabolic signal. But then it slowly starts to float down. And so what I want to do is instead of letting it flow all the way da- back down before I hammer it back up, is I want to tap it and keep it up in the air. Keep that anabolic I'm signal still on. still thinking of testicles. <laughs> right. Sorry. So this is, this is what you're doing. You have your hard heavy, intense foundational workouts. And then in between, you do very light, what we call trigger sessions or focus sessions or mobility sessions in in our programs to continue to keep that anabolic signal 
loud and clear. So basically, what you're doing effectively seven days a week is you're having a muscle building signal. You are sending your body a build muscle signal all the time, 24 hours a day. And in fact, trigger sessions, the way we design trigger sessions, is you do them throughout the day. So you know, if yesterday was my heavy, hard foundational workout and today's my trigger session day, I'm doing three five-minute trigger sessions today. That means I'm sending an anabolic signal in the morning, in the afternoon, and again in the evening. And uh, this is why people are getting crazy results with it. And it's really because we understand frequency, and that's mm-hmm. just not understood anymore. Well, can I tell you that our greatest challenge, our greatest challenge with our programs is getting people to, to work out less. That's our greatest I, challenge. I know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're, it's, but that's, our only return rate is based on those people that just can't, oh, can't get out of that. Yeah, they're mentality. like, well, I they're plan like, to, no, I have to kill myself. Yes, they 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 plan to go to the gym seven days a week, which I do too, but they they feel that necessity to, to I have to just pound away at the body six seven days a week, and I'm gonna get there faster. And it's like I don't know how many times I have to tell you that's just like the damn marathon runner. Running full speed out the gates, like yeah, you might be ahead of me for the first first uh, mile, yeah. But watch me cruise by in six mile six, and then you'll never see me again after that. That's it. So that's uh, people just don't understand that. I, I, and you know, now that we have done so many episodes, a lot of people haven't listened to a lot of the stuff that we talked about before. So it's I think it's important that we revisit things like this because it is it's such a controversial topic. Uh, when you're opening up a magazine or you're following some, uh, you know, fitness icon, and you know, there's so much crap they're putting out there. Dude, I can't wait because it's gonna happen. Uh, I cannot wait for a professional competitor, bodybuilder, whatever, who's on a shit ton of gear, who's already looking crazy. I cannot wait for right. one of them to approach us. Imagine that. I can't wait for one of them to approach us and say, "Okay, guys, what can I do?" You know, with my routine, and for us to tweak it just a little bit. Uh, increase your frequency don't go to failure you know let's do this and just to see just to watch the looks on their faces when they fucking explode oh well it's it's, it's because they, they're such hyper responders yeah. anyway it's just like what you said about like how the thought process with you know even these huge larger than life athletes that are bodybuilders that if they can stop thinking about how to artificially enhance themselves versus you know altering their lifting in their program and what they're doing in the gym that's going to be a huge a huge accomplishment you know for people like us to see well i had uh you just reminded me the other day i was at um working out at golds and ran to my buddy and he had a workout partner and we were talking and the guy started asking me about um steroids what i thought about steroids and so i, I gave him my opinion and um so since this guy who's probably he's pretty he looked pretty young he's probably in his 20s He's on. Uh, he's he's been taking testosterone, and he told me his doses. Now you say he, he's twenties. He's in his twenties, early or late. Uh, he looked like maybe mid mid twenties. Okay. So I'm looking at this kid, and mm. and he looks impressive. He doesn't look like he's out of shape or anything like that. He looks muscular. But when me and him are working out and we're pumped, standing next to each other, I, you know, I look more impressive than he does. And he's taking all these steroids, and I know it's because, and he's got good genes. I could tell, and I've seen him work out. He does those long body part split routines. So I tried to kind of tell him a little bit like, dude, if you do this, because I know what he could look like. You know what yeah. I mean? You ever see someone like that? Oh, like, yeah, no, we oh man, I know what you can look like, <laughs> yeah. especially, especially doing what you're doing. 20 years old, man. Oh, dude, if he changed his routine, you know, and I didn't tell, I didn't say it to him like this because I, I just, you know, you know how people are, they're really uh, protective of their and defensive about their workouts right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I know like if he changed, if he did increase his frequency and train a little differently and stop getting off so many machines and doing, you know, some of the stuff that we talk about, he'd put on, I'm not exaggerating, 12, 15 pounds. It would be a dramatic gain in muscle. That's what actually happened to my cousin. I never told you guys this, but my cousin, my cousin Gabriel, who uh probably my whole family, we've got some some people in my family that can build muscle pretty decently. He's probably one of the best. He's got really, really good muscle building genes, and he he followed a split for a long time. And I switched him, uh, you know, a couple years ago. This is back when I was developing uh, the original Maps uh, Maps Anabolic. I switched him, and I I'm not exaggerating. I think it was like six weeks. He put on seven pounds of lean body mass. Damn! Like in six weeks, and he doesn't take shit. Like he doesn't take creatine. He doesn't take protein powders. Nothing. Yeah. And he all he did was switch around, and he can't. He, he I remember he's texting me. He's like, holy shit, I gained seven pounds 
and my waist and my pants uh, it did not get any bigger. Like he's same body fat percentage, just seven pounds of lean body mass, yeah. and that's all he did mm-hmm. was switch that. So do you know this reminds me it of works, the, man. Uh, the myth that goes around the the anabolic steroid world too is that everybody thinks that you um, you know you take if you take steroids you get huge, and then when you come off of them you lose everything, and then you become small again. And the reason why that that why that myth continues is because. Most of the people taking them are idiots, and most of the people that take them, they they guess what? Like we said earlier, when you're on when you're on anabolic, you can get away with poor program design, poor diet, and you will build muscle because you're sending a, a signal twenty four seven. That's interesting. I haven't even thought of. And it then like when that. they as soon as they yeah. get off of it, they lose and they go all the way back. And then yeah. it was just well like, because they train like they did before, right? They had no idea and right. eat the right, right? They have their their nutrition and their program design is so off. That yeah okay you hop on gear and of course it's going to promote this huge muscle gain because of you guy totally natural goes to a guy it's like your first two weeks of CrossFit you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah man I look lean and awesome and right. oh my god I think I'm gonna die yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it's exactly like that and people don't don't realize that it, oh, the root problem is their program design and their nutrition it has nothing to do with this whole anabolic not being anabolic situation but most people uh correlate that together because of the simple fact that they they've noticed that you know they put they put a bunch of they put a bunch of weight on and then as soon as they get off the gear then all of a sudden they lose all of it so what ends up happening is you get a lot of these younger guys that experience that in their early 20s or whatever and then in their mind that's how they forever relate the physique that they want to have. Like they yep. maybe they've never reached their the, their their peak physique or the the look that they were always trying to obtain or whatever it may be or their size. But the best they ever felt was when they were taking anabolic. So in their head, if I ever want to achieve that type of physique or be at that level, I've got to take yeah. anabolics because that's the only thing that ever could get me that much more, that much help. Have you seen? Have you guys seen uh, on social media these like squat every day challenge? Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. So people will do it, and, and and a lot of people who are fit will do it, and then all of a sudden get like ridiculous results. Like, oh my God, I got way stronger my squats from squatting every single day. And it's like, yeah, you finally are starting to tap into how frequency can truly affect muscle growth yeah. and fat loss. And by the way, by the way, we've talked in the past about how resistance training in the long term is an extremely effective way to you know speed up your metabolism and burn body fat. Uh, increasing the frequency of your training, even if you don't do any more, more work. Remember, total work for the week won't be more. You're just hitting the body parts more frequently. Doing it that way will also burn more body fat. We keep talking about building muscle, but if you want to get lean, hmm. you train this way, oh, yeah. you'll get lean faster and more effectively because of the indirect effect of you know amplifying your metabolism from more muscle. Oh, it's way... That's why I was saying that. I, I feel like the main real reason why people do body sport is laziness. Mm-hmm. It's way shoulders, arms, calves. I mean, all these small muscles are way easier to do on a day by themselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> chest and even yeah. but you you do you do all of your big back and back legs and chest in a day. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, that takes work, man. It is. It's and gonna a lot of calories are burned doing that. And this is why in our programs you have three of those workouts a week. You have three of those full body what we call foundational workouts a week. That doesn't mean you're not active on the other days. We have trigger sessions or what we call focus sessions in MAPS aesthetic or mobility sessions in MAPS uh, performance. So you're active if you want to be. And here's the thing. like We're not anti-exercise by any means. If you want to be active every single day, you are with our programs. You do either trigger session, focus sessions, or mobility sessions on all the days off. So if you want to be in the gym seven days a week, you can be, and you can take advantage of those types of things. Well, just be very smart with how you how you modify your intensity along with all that. I'll that I'll share with how I do that. So because I am a seven day a week guy, and I'm all and I and I'm always in the gym. I love to be in the gym, and for me, it's 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 partly meditation. So you know, someone asked me the other day, like you know, Adam, I thought you were in the gym seven days a week, and then I I get your Maps Anabolic program, and it says you're only in the gym three times a week, and then the rest are trigger sessions where you're at home or doing something else. I said, no, I still go seven days a week. But see, sometimes like for me, if I'm if I'm like maybe I'm tired, like today's an early day. I've been up super early. Um, I'll go to the gym today. And today I might just take two or three of our big foundational movements and that will be my focus for that that day. And then the next day I'll come back and I'll finish the other three that three or four that were on on part of that program. So collectively in the the weeks, the week's time, my volume is still equating out to the same of what 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 I'm doing on the uh, I do. I do that a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so, and then, you know, someone else might think that's kind of like a body part split, but it, you know, I'm hitting multiple muscle groups. I might just not hit every single one of them in that workout, depending on how I feel. And then other days I'm going to feel great. And I'm going to go all the way through it. So, you know, and sometimes I might accidentally overdo a foundational day. I was getting, the, I'm in the rhythm, music's pumping, I'm feeling great. I'm pushing myself. And then I find myself get really sore. I might do back to back two trigger days. I might, I, or, or in this case where I'm on Maps Black right now, I might do back to back focus session days. Well, see yeah. what's, what's, so here's the takeaway from that, right? So we're very experienced with our training, our bodies. We're also very experienced with program design for other people. And so for us, we can program design for ourselves on the fly. I can literally program design as I'm going along within a workout for myself. That's, that's how well I know myself now at this point. And how, and because I do this for other people. Um, we have a lot of people now that have been doing our programs who've gone through them two, three times, who are now learning their bodies and understanding how to apply these principles, who are starting to modify. And some of the modifications that they're putting out are awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. But that's just, that's just the thing. Like They understand now how uh, to manipulate these, these mm-hmm. variables. And so here's your takeaways. Here, from this episode, if you could take away just a couple things that's going to greatly uh, impact how your body responds in the positive to resistance training, it's this. Take your total workload for your body parts. Take your total sets for chest, back, shoulders, arms, legs, whatever. And rather than doing chest, you know, 12 sets on Monday, divide those sets up and do them on two or three days. That's all. Just do that. Just take your total workload. Don't change the workload, but but split it up so that you've increased the frequency of your training. And don't do more because you think it will be more. No, don't right. do more. Don't do more. Do because you, Yeah, don't do more because you think it's going to, you know, more is always more or better for me, right? No, it's not. Sometimes less is more. Right. So you're trying to apply the frequency. That's the principle. That's here. it. And That's here, what we're trying to do. And here's what you're going to find. You're going to find that when you do chest three days a week instead of do all those sets on one day, that each of those times you train, you can bench press and you can bench press probably heavy or you can dumbbell press or you can incline press. You're going to find that you're not going to want to do all the little cable machine exercises because, you know, I did three sets on or four sets on Monday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. I feel like I could do bench press again. So you're going to be able to get in those more effective exercises, what you're going to find. Uh, you're going to find that when you train, you might still be a little sore from your previous workout. But you know what's funny? You're still going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. That always trips people out. Like, I'm sore from squats on Monday, but today I'm squatting and I'm stronger. How the hell does that happen? It's like this adaptation. Adaptation is different from recovery. That was in a previous episode. We talked yep. about that. Um, and number and the second thing you could take away from this episode is just don't go to failure. Don't lift until you can't move the weight anymore. Stop about two reps before you think you're going to reach that point. Mm-hmm. So stop when you know you can squeeze out max two more reps. Stop at that point. And then rest and then do your next set. And um, those two things alone for I can I can guarantee you the vast majority of you, like 90% of you listening right now, mm-hmm. do those two things. You will not only you will not see a little bit of a change, you will be blown away by the difference those two little t- things make in your program. It'll so, be huge. And with that said, leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, check out our programs on mindpumpmedia.com. Don't forget they're all included. Now all of our mass programs are included in our super bundle. And you can also check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.